For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Fucking the the blue on on the fucking uh on the thing. I never noticed that. The oh the blue sash that she's like holding across. I never noticed. I don't that know if either. I ever noticed that. Yeah, it's weird. All right. Hello, you ultimate Kino connoisseurs. Welcome back to the movie graveyard. We have a true classic. We are breaking out of the holiday humdrum here, and we're talking about one of the greatest uh, film achievements of all time. Ain't that right, Zach? One of the greatest, finest fucking pieces of Kino ever. Fucking Mill Creek, finally. I was waiting, baited hand, all that shit. We were waiting, and they finally put it out. And the, because it was them, we were like, fucking, what's it going to be? What's, is it going to be the R-rated cut? Is it going to be the PG-13 cut? And we were all fucking, we were all on the edge of our seats waiting to find out. Because, you know, you have these very low-T film connoisseurs out here who claim that a rating never affects the quality of a movie. Uh, my favorite line that they throw always throw at me, Zach, is, I watch movies, I don't watch ratings. Well, sorry, yeah. fuckers, but the R-rated version of Saber and Silverman is one of the best movies of all time. The PG-13 version, not even really worth watching. Fucking, if if this came out and was the PG-13 version, I would have rather had nothing. That's what we were talking exactly. about before we started. Fucking, but what's so funny is they fucking, they put the PG-13 logo on the back of the box. They put the R-rated version on the disc. We love you. We love you, fucking, uh... <laughs> Milk Milk Creek. Creek. You're fooling the parents everywhere, letting their kids have the true Kino version of Saving yeah. Silverman. Couldn't they get in trouble for that? Couldn't they, like... I don't like... think so. I really don't think so, just because in this day and age... Like, these copies were never going to make it to retail anywhere, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and it's probably like one of those things like, oh, you wanted us to do research and actually watch the version of the film we were putting out? We just <laughs> exactly. we just looked on IMDb to see what the rating was. Mill Creek is notorious for uh, mislabeling. They either put Sometimes they put unrated when it's the R-rated cut, or they put like this one, they put the R-rated cut on the movie, but then they say it's PG. When, even when you hit the play on the disc, like the, the blue banner comes up and says, this film has been rated PG-13. It's like... Yeah, but that's not the cut you got. <laughs> exactly. Fucking one fun thing I always remember, like, fucking, uh, it's burned into my uh, skull as a kid. Fucking uh, the movie Big Bully. If you had the DV or the VHS on the fucking DVD or the, the VHS logo, it says big fucking bull R. Fucking big bully. It's rated R. And the fucking, like, it, the movie was rated PG. How do they fuck that up? It's how like, how many sales did they lose? Yeah, I remember I wanted to take that movie to school one time in a show, and mm. it's like the teacher will never believe me that they just fucked up on that label. <laughs> Amazing. It, it was. Fucking keto. But did Mill Creek put out that original VHS copy? They might have. <laughs> were they around back then? They might have. It wouldn't surprise me. All right, we're going to get it rolling here. Uh, we have it paused on the 14-second uh, mark on the Blu-ray, and what you're seeing is the Columbia logo. Of the lady holding up the torch with the uh, sexy blue sash wrapped around her uh, waist. And uh, we pause at this the point where it says, uh, you can read, it says a Sony Pictures Entertainment Company uh, at the bottom of the screen there. It kind of fades up. So that's where we have it paused at. Uh, 14 second mark. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. 
And when I say go, please hit play on your Sony BDRMT-VB200U uh, R remote, or on the on the mouse on your computer in your case. Oh yes, oh yes. Fucking, we are gonna do it. We are gonna do. It. I am ready for this film. Fucking, does anybody remember this movie but us? Probably not. Like Never. I worked at a video. Like I was telling you, I I rented this while I worked at a video store. And uh, this had pro- this probably came out like on video about a year before I started working there, and I I just remember seeing it on the shelves like all the time, all the time. I was like, finally, I was like, oh, I'll rent this, and like, yeah, it was good. You you did it, you got that video? You got the fucking? There was though. It was only on the DVD. Was the already cut? You saw the PG thirteen cut? Did I? I I'm pretty sure I rented the DVD. I could be wrong. Though. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Because I did have both. Uh, even in uh, Year of Our Lord. 2003 2004 were the years i worked at the video store i was keno enough i was not missing out zach i had dvd and vhs players hooked up to my tv so fucking king the chad the fucking chad <laughs> with, with ginormous uh speakers Cock. for a 2.0 stereo sound exactly fucking them and the matching dick you had the fucking ginormous dick i did so i want to say one two three go uh, please hit play when I hear it go. One, two, three, go. All right. <laughs> we prolonged that intro. I know we it did. went on and I like I didn't plan it to be that way, but well, I, I am so excited to watch this fucking movie. In normal speed this time, because I had to watch it at double speed to get fucking ready. I have so little time to watch movies. I'm gonna try to get back into the movies. Fucking uh, uh I, I finished the Orville. Oh, you did with our our boy um, that has the really nice hair. Uh, What's his name? The guy that does the show, Elon Musk? Fucking. I'm thinking of uh, fucking our boy from Critters, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Bobby Brown. Yeah. Bobby Brown? Like, he got that Stacy on there to marry him, and they divorced a year later. So did they both come back to the remake of their the reprise of the yeah, show or whatever they're back they're back they're both in the show we, we are talking over the intro i yeah. always hated the intro of this movie like the way it show it, it seems very fucking like mtv generation the credits and stuff it, yeah. it seems like it sets up a movie that this isn't in a way kind of it's kind of weird because like these came out uh mill creek put them out on blu-ray but like the opening kind of credits of feel of like the first couple minutes of the credits like for some reason it reminded me of Josie and the Pussycats like that style of filmmaking. Oh hell yeah, fucking the Kino classics. I don't know. Maybe they had the same uh, company house do the credits because was this back whenever they had to have a company do the credits? Probably. Probably. I don't know. Probably, this is probably well into the fucking uh, like uh, digital editing. Yeah. Well, do, do, you, do you remember, too, it was like a big thing back then of the of the late 90s, the early 2000s, the dumb buddy comedies? Like, like you couldn't just take their word for it that these, like, 20-something stoner losers would be hanging out smoking pot. Like, you always had to have the flashback to when they were kids to show that they were friends when they were in first grade. <laughs> I I always like, basically, introducing us to the characters. Fucking, yeah. this, this makes us feel like the movie's, like... Uh, because we all love those movies. We all love the fucking the Stand By Me's, the Anguses. They fucking, they make us, they, they trick us into thinking that this is one of those movies. Like, oh yeah, fucking it starts out with them as kids, and but it doesn't. You just okay. see them as kids for like two seconds. Well, the best part is they have like the, the grown-up actors like Jack Black and Steve Zahn play uh, like their high school selves too. And it's kind of funny too, because like, 
I mean, I won't say like they look ridiculously old, but like Steve Zahn and Jack Black obviously don't look like uh, high school kids. I mean, they both look really young still in this movie, but they don't look like high school kids. But I gotta say, like later on in the movies when uh, Jason Biggs is with uh, Amanda Peet, I'm like, Jason Biggs actually legitimately looks like a high school kid still in this movie. He fucking he does. He's very young looking. Yeah. That has to be why he got the fucking work he did. Fucking the the teenage comedies. Now, did you like this part where where the uh, the coach, uh, the football coach played by the great legendary Arlie Ermy, is talking about he hates women because all they want from you is your man juice. Exactly. Fucking he he is red pilled on the communism. <laughs> he's talking. We're like what two minutes in this movie. He's talking about cum already. He's going a little extremist with the communism, though. Fucking, we gotta, we gotta bring him back to the center a little bit whenever we finally take over. And how he's beating up all the the football players because he's such an angry coach. I swear, this is like you could do a supercut and edit them together. This in the beginning of the faculty with Robert Patrick as the evil football coach in that horror movie. You could intersplice these two movies. That would be fucking uh, amazing shit. That would be uh, at least a million hits on YouTube. Exactly. Fucking, these cowards won't do it because they're fucking afraid of success, I think. Coward. Just like the owners of my local Arby's cowards. Exactly. We were going to we were going to meet and walk and uh, we we're going to order Arby's and do this commentary, but fucking our boy here, he did not have one. They fucking they they folded. Yeah, this the guy who owned the Arby's here, which 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 is a really a sick burn cuz I've been going to that Arby's ever since I moved to this town like whatever it is 11 years ago. I finally moved up here, like like up on like not exactly the same road, but I moved like I would have been so close to Arby's now that I would it would have been like a three minute drive, dude. And then like as soon as I move up here, like it's out of business. One uh, one thing I remember about the the inferior PG thirteen version is this scene was completely cut out. It just goes fucking JD is rapidly working his way up the ladder so and then it just cuts to him getting kicked out like you're fired dude that's because i was going to tell you this was kind of like one of the funniest things that this was kind of the first thing that had me like really laughing in this movie because like back then subway was always trying to be in like every corny ass movie they could like fucking coneheads or whatever like subway was always trying to be in comedy movies and like Mm -hmm. subway's like in this and they're showing the logos and they're showing all the shit and it's like it's like obviously they filmed it in a real subway too like and like the signage and it's like it's like a commercial for subway but they're the way they do it with jack black and his shitty employees like they're making like the grossest nastiest subway sandwiches <laughs> to where it makes you like like where you would see this and like you would never want to go to subway after seeing this i don't know why they would fire him for that too he was he was still doing his job they just yeah. like they were just terrible new employees really like he sucks as a trainee yeah like he's supposed to be the trainer guy and they all suck but, but it's just like, like it is absurdly stupid like they're failing in an absurd way like one of the like oh he he made the sandwich but the fucking meat was on the outside and the bun was on the inside he's like how the fuck do you mess that up like that's absurd <laughs> have you never eaten a sandwich before in your life <laughs> okay there's a part of me that wants to try just to see what, what if what if we're just we're a slave to like the rules and the, that, that's actually the best way to eat a sandwich to wrap the fucking ham around the bun. It probably is if you think about it. Fucking, it's like a, a, a goo, like a fucking a nice, warm, toasty fucking center to your uh, ham when you bite in. By the way, Steve Zahn plays the pest guy and he finds this baby raccoon. You can tell it's a real one, too. It's so fucking cute, dude. It makes me want to get a baby it. raccoon. I want to have sex with the fucking baby raccoon. This oh, is a... This that reminds is, me. 
No, this is like a staple, though, of the early 2000s was somebody had to get attacked by a, an animal in a comedy. Remember that shit? Exactly. Fucking, for the first time, I accidentally hit a cat to like a uh-huh. couple of days ago. Fucking, I, fe- I felt so bad. I felt so bad. It was weird. I did, too. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm like 99%. Uh, I mean, this was like 20 plus years ago. I was going, uh, coming home one night, and it was uh, the way I had to get home. I had to take some real windy ass dark roads, uh, like out in like the middle of nowhere. And it was like one of those things where it was like, like you turn into a bend, and like you can't really see shit until like right when you come out of the bend. <laughs> and it was like right when I came out of that bend, there was like a hill, and then like the edge of the hill, and a, 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 like a kid, not even a cat, a kitten ran out, mm-hmm. and I was like. I mean, there was just no time. It just, like, it just, like, literally, it didn't even run out from my car. It was, like, it literally ran under my right tire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was just nothing I could do. And I just fucking, I heard it crunch. And that's the same uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, fucking, oh, fuck, it felt terrible. At the, at the time, it was fucking, at the time, it was just like, oh, man, there was nothing I could do. But I felt really bad later whenever you, like, you remember it. Yeah. Yeah. We're there. Here we are. We're meeting our, our boys. They're together now. They have one thing in common: their love for Neil Diamond. And they're fucking. They're doing a little cover band. Fucking. Uh, they call it Diamonds in a Row. And there's this this chick that's <laughs> that like. That was Diamonds in the Rough. <laughs> oh, Diamonds in the Rough. <laughs> yeah. Why did I call it in a row? What movie am I mixing that up? Isn't it funny how she's like clearly flirting with them? And yeah. then like it ends. She's like. <laughs> this girl's like so hot for him. But then he, when he goes to talk to her, she's like, oh, but I'm fucking a mime, oh. She's like, oh, I'm already taken. And then the fucking the mime, he does the invisible rope around her and pulls her. Like, just, to, just basically it's making the joke that, like, fucking he, he even, like, gets out f- uh, fucked by the mime. He's the cuck to the mime. Like, yeah. he's got to watch the mime have sex with that Stacy chick. I know. Well, she was he... almost absurdly cute in a way where it's, like, fucking uh, Stafford Wife shit, like, I'm not into that shit. You're you're too cute. You're almost. like robot cute. Exactly. Well, here, yeah, they all have wigs on when they perform in their band uh, because they're going for the the 1970s era of Neil Diamond hairstyle and, and uh, outfits that they're wearing. And like, yeah, like uh, Steve Zahn and Jack Black are clearly just wearing wigs, but like, like this part here where like Jason Biggs like takes off his wig to go <laughs> talk to uh, Amanda Pete. Like, I'm just like, leave the wig on, dude. It looks better than your real hair. <laughs> yeah and the, like they're having a flashback to the girl he loved in high school and she was uh she was normal but her family was circus freaks oh, what an absurd thing to put in the movie for no reason but... they show her brother was the dog boy in the in the circus and it's literally a guy with prosthetic makeup on to be like a dog dog face boy and the mom is the bearded lady fucking the dad was like the strong man fucking it's such a weird thing, and you know they did it because it's like, oh, these are just the throwaway little things that we're going to put in the movie. Let's try to make them memorable. So let's make it, her, her family is like absurd in some way. Fucking genius. This is this is true Kino. They put that guy in like four hours of makeup to become a dog face boy, and it's literally just that one ridiculous close-up of him. <laughs> sticking his tongue out of the and dog there's face. A big, there's a big elaborate scene later just for her backstory. And it's like just and for the the girl that's gonna be enough. This movie is just fucking bonkers. It's absurd. I this like was, it. That dog face boy. He was a huge influence on the revolutionary band Daft Punk and their Hell breakout yes. music video. Hell yes. Do you think funk. that kid? 
You think that kid's cock is like a fucking, does it look like a red rocket or is it like a normal cock? Oh no, it's definitely a red rocket. Hell yes. Hell yes. Fucking out. They should have shown that in the movie. Yeah. I would have came. It's like, what are we? We're only 10 or about to hit 11 minutes and like we're already getting introduced to the, uh, the Stacy of the movie, Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Dogface Boy was a huge influence uh, on Daft Punk. But as we're about to find, it was actually this movie that made uh, the rock band Tenacious D form as well. Did you catch that? Okay, I think they were already a band before this, baby. No, what happened was uh, uh, Kyle Gass here comes and plays like the gross hippie guy or whatever he's supposed to be that hits on a man of pee. Magician. He's yeah, a magician. Yeah, he's a magician. He pulls out flowers. But uh, it was it was in, like in between takes when they were fixing the lighting, him and Jack Black started talking. I didn't know. And that they formed much. a band. Yeah. I thought he was in the movie because because <laughs> no. they're in a band. That would make no sense if, if if he was in the movie because of Tenacious D, and like the Tenacious D movie came out like not too long after this. Like, wouldn't he have had a bigger part? Like, he probably would have had Steve Zahn's part. I could have sworn that like they were they were already making the show on HBO, the Tenacious D show. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Why Why did you have to ruin and, and drag out that that quick joke I was making? <laughs> I, I had no idea it was a joke. I'm so autistic. I took it so literally. Yeah, Tenacious but, D even had their short HBO show on probably like five or six years before this. But I just I remember, thought it'd be funnier if, like, in between takes of this, like, one fucking line roll, <laughs> they met. I play guitar too. Yeah, I'm in I, diamonds I actually, in the rough. Hell yeah, <laughs> she's she's big, Stacy. Yeah, man. If you, what do you think of her character? Do you think, like, I don't get the sense at all that she ever likes him at all. No, she doesn't. She doesn't like Jason Biggs at all. She just wants a slave. But, like, we'll get into it more. Is like, And that's another thing is watching this movie in 2022, it reads so much different than it, mm-hmm. than it did in 2001 with her character. And, like, I actually really like her character, and I think it really adds a lot of interest uh, uh-huh. to the movie. Fucking, she, she, she's the fucking, she's the Stacey. She's got the, the simp. Fucking, that's what's going on. That's exactly right? what's going on. Fucking, she found her simp. Like, like I was looking at her filmography, and I mean, she's definitely worked throughout the years. But like, I just remember her being a lot more. She was like in shit before I even realized. Like, the first movie I ever saw her in was that movie Whipped, which was like a really raunchy R-rated dating comedy. But mm-hmm. she had like had small parts in big movies before that. But like, yeah, around this time, she had the whole nine yards, and then this movie come out in the same year. So like, she was two thousand one was the year of Amanda Pete. She was in that movie, the whole nine yards. Fucking, they made a movie about my penis, and she was in it. They Fuck did, her. and then the sequel, <laughs> the whole ten yards, was it after you got that extension? Exactly. That's when I was, That's when I'm erect. Did you know that was like a real thing of penis extension surgery? I know, it's so funny. Like they cut some tendons in your dick and stretch it out or something? They, they, they can modify you so that you have a pump to get a boner. That's I know so about that. Weird. Like Flip Wilson or somebody was on Howard Stern one time talking about that. Like it's like a Reebok pump. Like it, it's in your balls and you squeeze it and it makes your dick blow up. Could you imagine like before Viagra existed, the poor shit that, that these guys had to go through? Like Exactly. Putting Fuck. air pumps I'm- in your dick. Exactly. On the PG-13 version, it, like, zooms in digitally whenever oh. she goes down. And then, like, fucking, uh, it cuts out before uh, that shot, like, before it, like, p- 
hands down. Oh, very uh, party pooper. It's the party pooper code, I think. It, it, that's what it should be named. I was, I was going to say, this is like the funniest joke in the movie almost. Uh, when, when he's just like, uh, you know, they're going to have sex. They haven't had like actual regular sex yet. I don't think they ever even really do. But, yeah, I don't uh, think they do. <laughs> but he's talking about, you know, we should get into it. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, you know, and, and pushes him down, makes him... Uh, do oral on her till his jaw is sore and then he's like okay like return the favor and she's like oh i can't i have sensitive gums and he's like really that's it and she was like yeah good night she's like oh wait i'm being so insensitive she pulls out a bottle of lotion and hands him a porno mag so he could jerk off and her line is have fun you should turn some that's the one as have fun it's just like the fuck. It's like shit like this is like I don't, like fucking what PG thirteen version could this fucking movie like ever mm-hmm. work in? You know, like it's it's not like so raunchy like American Pie where it's like nonstop, but it's like they pick their moments and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know, like when they do it, it kind of catches you off guard a little bit. Amanda Pete wears two shirts, three shirts in this movie that are very revealing. She, I'm glad that she doesn't know how shirts work. Yeah, she's well. She is a very busty, large chested woman, and uh, this this one, like the shirt, is just like, like literally, there's like no middle part of the shirt. You're just seeing her boobs bounce around. There's like no way she could be wearing a bra. Imagine, uh, like you got to think, like, oh yeah, it looks fucking hot, but it's like, how impractical is that? Like, you can't move too much with the like. It's a wardrobe malfunction waiting to happen. Like you had to, yeah. Her. Boobs had to be, dude. The, the like you know, not seeing this movie for twenty years, Zach. The one thing I always remember from it was when Zach, uh, or not, Jack Black, opens the door and he goes, "A beer bong for the lady," <laughs> and then he drinks it, and then yeah. he starts talking through it, and then it fucking splashes everywhere and gets all over him. I know. He's like, "Sorry," <laughs> just like, what a fucking idiot. Who does that? See, look, I love that about this movie that there's just this random little love for Neil Diamond. Yeah, because our the first time I ever heard of Neil Diamond was this movie. I was like, is he a real person? I thought it was just something they made up for the movie almost. You know what's weird is I remember Neil Diamond, but I feel like when I was like a kid, like a young kid and being aware of shit, he kind of had our guardy tailed off. So it was like, you always heard his, his songs on the radio, but it was like when they're, it was only when like they were playing old songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got some good songs. Fucking, yeah. are you red pilled on the fucking Neil Diamond? A little bit. Like when I was a kid, I remember like a big anthem uh, was coming to America. It was like a huge fucking thing. That movie, that song is cheesy because we listened to it in school. Now when I hear it, I just think that's fucking cheesy. I love this scene. I love this. <laughs> the, the flashback to when they they uh, stalk Neil. Yeah. Neil, I love you. I want to party with you. For some reason, like, this is always like, uh, yeah, so basically in the movie, we're finding out they love Neil Diamond, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's coming, he's going to come through town, but we can't go because the restraining order. And it's like, it's gotten that, that fucking far to where they've, they've, like, attacked him, tried to, like, fucking get, and he knows who they are as soon as he sees them. <laughs> I know. Well, what's funny is, like, Jack, there's a whole crowd of people, Jack Black, like, pushed out from the gate or whatever and gave him a big hug or whatever. And then that, that got a restraining order on all three of them. Yeah. I always love that right there too. We just, we just missed, <laughs> we missed where he started to eat it. He, he, he started to eat the fucking nachos and he starts yelling at him like, fucking don't eat them all. And he's like, dude, if you get the nachos stuck together, that's one nacho. 
like I always remember that line, and it's just like it's so fucking dumb. What what stupid sense of humor did I have as a kid? I look, it, it's amazing, really. I was so confused when I was watching this because like he's trying to get the recliner to whatever on her, and it's like it's supposed to be the salsa for the chips. But for some reason, I watched this other night. I thought it was spaghetti sauce, and I was like, where the fuck did this spaghetti sauce come out that flies all over her? Yeah, now I want spaghetti. I know. I all of a sudden just want to fucking lick spaghetti off a naked body. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, Amanda Pete, sure. But uh, yeah, do you remember, yeah. like, I don't know if that if that was still a thing when you were a kid. Zach was uh, one of the first things everybody made with nachos or with microwaves was nachos. And you could just sprinkle the cheese on. But it, literally all it does is just melt and stick all the nachos on the top up together. But on the bottom, mm. they're just fucking heated up chips. You know what I mean? Fucking low tier nacho technology heating. It was. That, that's why now I actually buy cups. Uh, there's a company called Rico's, and you can buy a four oh, yeah. pack of the of the just like the ones you get at the movie theater, the little cup of dipping sauce. You know, mm-hmm. it's very fucking chad. See, watching this movie now, I think that that entire part right there, that basically she just like she wants to keep Darren and just keep them away from each other, just out of spite. Like she doesn't even like him that much. All that yeah. shit. She just met them. Look like, at her faces. <laughs> She's making like smell of fart orgasm faces. Exactly. She's very snazzy. I like how she tells them no more sex. You're not allowed to go down on me for a whole month. <laughs> exactly. Don't make me take away your masturbation privileges. <laughs> this really is some next level 2022 cuck shit. Exactly. I'd be fine if Manapi did that to me. Oh though. yeah, I would too. But, but only her. And I wouldn't put up with that shit from anybody else. Look, they had to replace Jason Biggs. And yeah. the, the, the replacement guy is like fucking a Chad. I don't know what, what they're so fucking... I don't understand why they don't like him here. You know what I, I immediately thought when I watched this scene the other night, Zach? Was I was like... I was like, if they made this movie now, like the replacement guy, instead of being this unknown uh, Indian guy... It just, it, like, they would have to get a celebrity for that one scene if they made the movie now. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I love that. There's just a random cutaway to Jason Biggs getting ass implants. And it's, like, literally, a, like, a fake ass getting sliced open and a big rubber <laughs> pad getting shoved into it. Shows him lift up the, the flap of skin as the butt cheek. And you can see, like, the ha- hamburger helper ravioli meat underneath. Yeah. That's what I always thought of watching the movie. You know what's funny though, because it's like I kind of felt this too watching it the other night was that scene where she went to their house and fucking they threw the spaghetti sauce all over and shit. It was like the first time I watched it, and even now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, I, I I didn't I didn't really believe for a second that uh, that she would actually be willing to go over there because they paint her as such a bitch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That she would be like, oh yeah, let's go watch a football game with them on Sunday. I don't think she would have done that. Yeah, it's very like I don't think this relationship would ever last as long as it does in the movie. But this movie, it just gets like fucking. It's just you get you basically at some point you realize that it's just breaking all the rules of reality, and you're you're just you you go with it because it's like well, it's at least it's fun. It's like a cartoon world. Yeah, we'll have to point out the the moment it happens too, because it's probably it's probably different for everybody watching the movie. When yeah. that happens, I like how they just like this little fishing pier area. They set up this fake restaurant on it. 
Exactly. So basically, they they want their friend back because Judith came in and, and, and fucking took him away. Because this happens to everybody. Fucking whenever yeah. your your good friend gets a girlfriend, sometimes they just sometimes there's just those people that they get a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you don't hear from them for a while or ever you know, again. So, yeah, exactly. What do you think of those people? You, you know, on a on a level, it's like I get it. I get it. Like, I get how time or practicality, like, you totally ghosted me, Zach, so. But, um, <laughs> but the only difference is your mistress's education. Exactly. What the school shit, exactly. Very, fucking, it's almost done, too. Fucking the finals week is coming up. Thank God, I need to get you back, man. Exactly. We're gonna fucking, we're gonna bust so many nuts all over these films. I, li- I like when they go to Judith's office, and I just picked up on it this time, but she doesn't have a computer or like, or like a laptop. She has a portable DVD player sitting on her desk. <laughs> Fucking, this is, this is early. This is before the internet was widely accepted as like the, back then you used to communicate through DVD players. You're, you're forgetting that. You're <laughs> I forgetting am forgetting that. that. But I, I thought it was like another because like you know if this was like a lesser movie like Judith would just be like whatever like work it you know as a secretary or something somewhere but she's mm-hmm. they, like it has a whole another level of shit that ends up coming out like there's sowing seeds in the beginning of this movie you know that she's a psychiatrist and so she's able mm-hmm. to uh, mentally manipulate people exactly fucking she's she's the female Hannibal Lecter if you will. Yeah. They even call her that in the movie. Our, our good boy Jack Black brings up that reference. What did Chad see? I remember, and then the PG 13 version here, he doesn't say he's hung like a horse. It cuts away and shows her reaction, and he says, uh, fucking a very odd, bad overdub. Because he's not much to look at, but the girls call him the human power tool. Oh, and god, and cuts back, and he's like, It's true. What, what for every fucking studio. Because in order to make the decision to censor a film like that and like redub shit, you got to watch the R-rated cut and be like, and, and and like, fucking me and my boy Phil D's, we fucking back in the day, we hated PG-13 movies because everything was getting chopped down to PG-13. Either everything was either made for PG-13 or chopped down to be PG-13. But like, how do you watch the R-rated cut of this fucking movie, Zach, and be like, censor it, just make it shitty. We we got to get all the twelve-year-olds in to see it. It's like. That, and everybody says, well, when you go for PG-13, you just open up yourself to a whole uh, wider audience. And it's just like, you know, if you make a piece of shit, you can rate it fucking G. And it doesn't mean everybody in the world's going to go see it just because you censored it. Like, I, I love this. I always love this scene. That, that, that brunette check is very spicy. Basically, but, they, have a, they have a fucking great idea. Fuck, this is actually a genius idea. We're going to go. We're going to go pick up some hookers because we couldn't get fucking... Uh, Judith, who agreed to fucking leave Darren alone, we're gonna pick up some hookers. We're gonna take pictures, fucking with the hookers, and then we'll just put pictures of Darren over our faces, so it'll look like he's fucking around on her or something. I guess. <laughs> well, what's what's hilarious too? There's like nothing about these photos. Yeah, here's where you see the boobs, so you know you're watching the already cut. There's, I, I the- remember, I remember fucking. This is the first version I saw when I saw the PG-13 version, and I just saw like this scene was still there, but they had bras on. Oh my god! And there's actually so it was alternate takes where they were wearing brawls, and it's just like fucking. It seems like they're not even telling us the jokes. Yeah. Fucking, there had to be like, fucking. I don't know. And then like fucking, there's a great thing if you watch the original trailer for this movie, the scene where uh, Steve Zahn is doing yoga, trying to suck his own dick. Mm -hmm. They they digitally put fucking uh, blue underwear on him for that shot. 
How would you even suck your own dick with the underwear on? <laughs> that makes no sense. You think that would be the first thing you, you remember to take? Like, you wouldn't want to, like, get in that position and then not be able to get yourself out and be like, fuck, I forgot to take the underwear off. Well, you that know was, what, uh, what's so funny about these photos? She confronts them over the photos. Is, like, even if the photos were real, like, what if they happened, like, two years ago before they even met? Why would she care? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I like how... Uh, it's funny how crude they did it, but like at a glance, they actually do not look that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when I looked at him, I'm like, I'm like, it's obvious, like the lighting or the coloring or whatever on his face is like not right. But the positioning, I was surprised. Like, like I've seen way worse photoshops for for like movies where they show a, a, a an older picture of somebody in a movie, and you see like the head's position wrong or whatever. Like they actually did it pretty decent. And they fucked up because. Fucking Steve Zahn has a tattoo, and she fucking... Of course she knows that Darren doesn't have a tattoo. How the fuck did they overlook that? I know. It's funny because it makes you think that, like, oh, this could actually work, and then just immediately it's fucked up. (laughs) Immediately it falls apart. The movie runs... It's just fucking... It hits the ground running, and it never stops. It fucking... It just fucking swoosh. Well, you know what's funny, too, Zach, is, like, by the time that, like, I got to the end of the movie, because, like, there was a lot of shit in the beginning that I was like, oh, it's just filler, you know, it's just, like, let's just be silly all the time, but, like, when they show the coach and shit in the beginning, like, and then, you know, they go to see him in, in prison later, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, and then the way the coach wraps up in the ending, so there's a lot of shit, like, I think you don't really appreciate the first time that it's, like, the movie really isn't just, like, other shitty comedies that just had wacky shit, like, yeah, it's really goofy and over the top, but, like, the story always, like, really fucking is, like, all interconnected. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it gets kind of, like, Naked Gun-y. Yeah. Uh, Naked Gun-y. Naked Gun-y. <laughs> I always love this. You remember me? Fucking tuxedo painted on my naked body. There's good shit here. Fucking, we, we don't just want to sit here and tell you what the movie says. So you already know that. You, you've seen it four times. Exactly. How many times have you seen this movie? Uh, really, only twice. Exactly. This this guy, he told me like, man, I'm watching this and I'm realizing like this is this is a great comedy. And I was like, is this, did you see this for the first time, man? I thought you did. Nah, like I, I remember it being good because I liked the Neil Diamond shit of it. It was like a good uh, wacky angle. But like I was excited when the Blu-ray was coming. Out. I just wanted to make sure it was the R-rated cut, and um, before I picked it up, but um. Yeah, like, lately, I've just been... Not a lot of them are on Blu-ray. Some of them are, but, like, I just really got nostalgic uh, for movies of this time period. And this movie came out, like, 2001, but it really feels like it's even kind of earlier. You know what I mean? Fucking... I don't even... I can't even... I I didn't realize it was that old. Like, fucking... This is, like... This this movie might have been made pre-9-11. It was a different time back then. See how happy we were before that weird shit happened? Started happening? I know. Well, you know what's weird, too, Zach, is, uh, like, your... Your, uh, whatever perception of time gets, like, really skewed. Like, I remember this being, like, way later after, um... Yeah. Like American Pie or whatever, you know, Jason Biggs. Because like, like, Jason Biggs was kind of a big comedic actor for a couple years. But then, like, I looked at this filmography, I'm like, shit, this was only, like, two years after American Pie. Dress number two. Yeah. She doesn't know how, she does not know how dresses work either, and I am so happy. I'm curious, like, whose idea that was. Because, I mean, I don't think the director, if the director was really, or whoever was really, like, oh, we got to get a woman to be showing her boobs all the time. Like, I don't think you would really pick a girl that looked like Amanda Pete. Not that she doesn't look great, because she does. 
But I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I think that's on her. Because, like, there's, like, a thing where kind of, like, thin, skinny girls. I remember back in the day. It's really more of a 90s thing. But I guess this is real early 2000s, 80s, 90s. Uh, being skinny was, like, a big deal in the 80s. And, like, women that were skinny, they always wanted to wear the skimpiest shit. Even if they had, like, A-cup boobs or whatever. Some big Stacy shit. Fucking put out the vibes. Put out yeah. the vibes. She's got fucking beautiful teeth. Beautiful. I want to fucking uh, just uh, bathe in them. I want to bathe in them. Yeah, I always thought she was one of the prettier actresses of the time, to be honest with you. Big Stacy. Fucking, I would be happy for Darren. I would be happy. I would, be, I would leave him alone. He gets to fucking at least eat her Johnny. That's cool. Yeah. At least. Yeah, like I'm glad. Like I'm glad that you know all the pussy eating. They didn't try to like ruin and make like a thing where he was just like, like they didn't do one of those gross out gags where she pulls down her underwear and it's a giant bush or something. You know what I mean? Mm, I would like to saw that. I would like to saw that. And then he still and then he, eats it. Then he gets a weed whacker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a very '90s comedy thing. Just comes back, weed whacker, and then he, he's got to put the goggles on and then fire it up and pull the chain and starts and then, and then, and then he shoots all the cum out of his body and <laughs> like turns into a prune. Exactly. We're just we're talking about scary movie now. We are that that type of comedy. This is like here, a little bit different. Here here's a fun fact. I always remember that this was on the trailer where they're fucking they hatch out the idea basically we're gonna kidnap Judith and we're gonna set Darren up with his original high school sweetheart that just uh, just kind of happened back into the story. Uh, but she's gonna be a nun. We'll find out. Another absurd thing. Just throw in the movie that his his old sweetheart is gonna. She she's trained to become a nun. <laughs> okay. Exactly. I like too the dialogue too. Like this had to be ad libbed, where they're talking about how evil Judith is. She's like she's Freddy Krueger. She's Vader. And then he's like, no, she's the Emperor. And Jack Black's like, yeah, but with really great tits. And they keep going on. She's this. Shit. And then he does it again. He's like, yeah, but with really great tits. <laughs> He, t- he said about Judith and fucking uh, Sandy. Oh, and fucking... Sandy too, yeah. <laughs> this movie's just like one after another of these fucking memorable like scenes. Like, I, this may be my favorite section of the movie is when they kidnapped. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny too, because like when they kidnap Judith, like like they don't really exp- explain to you in detail like what their plan is. Like I really thought they were going into like. Uh like maybe kill her or something and like <laughs> like but it, it definitely has like some rape killing vibes to it and he yeah. and, and the movie gets so and then you're like oh no they're just gonna kidnap her this movie isn't that edgy but as the movie goes on it gets edgier and edgier i'd say well, exactly see whenever their coach tells them like fucking you should kill her what yeah. if they didn't fake her death they just decided to do it like fucking they could have yeah i mean killing her as an option keeps coming up over and over like like I wouldn't go as far as to call this a black comedy because usually black comedies have a certain tone to them where they get really grim and dark at some point and this never kind of does but it's always like the it's like underlying like it keeps getting brought up you know the fact that they're so incompetent they decided they're gonna kidnap her and fucking Steve Zahn's kind of the smarter one of the two and he showed up wearing like fucking camo it's like why are you wearing that when you're like you're not in the woods man yeah you're in the house so like even the smarter one is like stupid and fucking Jack Black. Jack Black is I, I think this is one of his funniest uh, adult movies, and it's funny because it's like it, it counts as an adult movie and 
fucking a PG-13 movie, I guess. Well, you know what's funny, too, is, um, I mean, Steve Zahn's got the camo, like, uh, on his face. Uh, I love the hand signals here about eating. But Jack Black has the pantyhose on his face. Like, they're going to kidnap her, and, like, she totally sees who they are and fights them and shit. But, <laughs> but like, but like they think she's not going to know who they are. Like, it's I weird. She, I think she doesn't know throughout, the, throughout, like, until, like, basically she they know she found out who they are but yeah. it's like yeah like what reason do you have like he you can see both of you <laughs> dude this was my favorite when jack black is downstairs eating the cold spaghetti but he keeps telling zon that he's like hiding in the closet or something he's like yeah nothing nothing up here and he just keeps eating and eating i love the scenes too where you can tell they just they gave him a thing of spaghetti so just eat it and do yeah. the lines fucking you know how many different like bowls of spaghetti did they have to go through fucking do you think it tasted good or was it shitty? Like just fucking like it frozen cold. It looked cold, dude. It looked cold. Yeah. Cold spaghetti's okay. Spaghetti, spaghetti's good shit. You know, you know what's good? What my fiance turned me on to? Cold spaghetti, and you put Italian dressing on it. It's fucking good. Fucking, I never, never tried that. Never tried that. I know, like cold spaghetti always seemed gross to me. I never had it till I did that, but it's fucking good. Yeah, she she totally fights them off, and Zahn accidentally shoots himself with a tranquilizer gun. Dude, this had me cracking up when Jack Black hides in the fucking shower, and then she comes and rips the shower curtain open, and he fucking screams. Exactly. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it, it seems like they cut like he had to have had a line there that they just cut out, yeah. or maybe they, maybe he didn't. Maybe it's just like that was just the real reaction. And she's just like fucking with them so much that she's uh, putting his head in the toilet and shit. They're getting their ass kicked by her, basically. Fucking that. This is not what. Basically, earlier in the movie too, when they were kids, uh, fucking Steve Zong got beat up by a girl too. Yeah, they did. So again, like everything gets set up in this movie. This movie's very progressive for its time. It is. We'll get into it later, but there is a level of diversity and inclusion <laughs> of this film that's rarely seen in today's cinema. Did you see his face when he fell? He like looked right at the camera and like did a goofy <laughs> face. It's, <laughs> it's funny. He's electrocuting her, and then her electricity's going through her body, electrocuting Jack Black as well. For that sound effect of Jack Black getting uh, electrocuted, they just reused the same samples that they used from the Power Rangers movie when the putties would show up. <laughs> <laughs> They just did a weird tur- turkey dance and fucking made the turkey noise. Dude, the putties are awesome. I was so disappointed when they made that recent movie and the putties were made out of, like, rock, CGI rock or some shit. Remember that fucking, uh, some, every once in a while I send you guys fucking memes of, it's called Musick, M-U-S-I-C-K, and they have basically puns. I just thought of Tom Putty, and it's Tom Petty with the putty, like, oh. from the Power Rangers face. Oh, I think I did put remember on that. I like no, this... I should, I don't think they did that. I should do that. That's oh, genius. you should do that? Tom Putty? Tom Putty. Fucking it good sounds shit. familiar, though. Fucking then maybe they did. Maybe I'm just... Mis- I want to believe that I came up with that. One of us is having a Mandela effect right now. That's some X-File shit. I like that they they uh, they left Jason Biggs a fake note saying... Um, you know, like, like a runaway note from uh, Judith saying, I never want to see your face or your fake butt again. Exactly. And it sounded just like what she would say. They know her so well. BB, this, this predates Saul by fucking how long? Oh, 
Three years? Yeah, three years. Jesus Christ. They are literally the original Jigsaws orchestrating the entire thing. So let's read. Change her, change her to a, a car engine so she can't get out. A car engine, yeah. So well, let's recap everything this film has influenced. It influenced Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. It influenced Saw. Yep. Um, what else did it influence? Or something else it influenced. I can't remember. So much shit. We'll, we'll go through it while we're watching it. But yeah, right now, as of now, they think she doesn't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> she Right there, it showed her face like, what the fuck? But she was just thinking like, why did he put on a chicken suit? <laughs> I know. It's their high school mascot suit, which is awesome that he got the, he was the, Jack Black was the high school mascot. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he got to keep the suit after he graduated, apparently. I like how he, he asked the nun to meet him in front of the fucking triple X bookstore. The porno so, store, yeah. I was like, is that, was that a real place, or did they just fucking go there? It's kind of funny. There's a continuity error I, I noticed since the first time I watched it. Is like, if you watch, look at the red sign behind her here, it changes. Mm-hmm. When she gets done telling the story, it's just like a different sign. But they're still in the same same exact area. Yeah. Oh, maybe one of the signs was from the PG-13 version. Hot, wet, nasty women. You can't have that in a PG thirteen picture. You no, can't. I think I, I I think that's even there on the PG thirteen version. I don't think, but yeah, even she has an elaborate fucking like origin story almost. Where she, she, after after I left high school, I I joined my family in the circus and I fell in love with the trapeze artist, and he was so vain. He was putting gel in his hair, and that, that was ultimately what did him in because his hand slipped. <laughs> what, what's awesome is, like, he puts the gel and he puts it in his hair, but the shot of, like, when he falls off the tra- tra- uh, yeah the trapeze, like, how much fucking gel is on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like he just dipped his hand completely in a bucket. Okay. came. That's, that's totally <laughs> came. That's, that's Smurf came. <laughs> Smurf came. I was going to say Android came. Exactly. It's pretty good Love. effect of the guy falling. There's a fine line between Smurf came and Android oh, came. Yeah. I can I can taste the difference. Like uh, you put you to give me this the Pepsi challenge, I'll I'll pick the right one every time. I saw what you're saying. It's just like it's like they needed a pickup shot, but they couldn't get back to that porno store, so they just put, like put her against a wall with some other fake sign that wasn't the same sign. Just a red sign. It doesn't matter what it says. Yeah. Just fucking. You it see, doesn't even look that. It doesn't even look remotely. It's weird. <laughs> you, you're gonna notice the first one because it, it has something sexual written on it, and then the second one just looks like it could have been any red sign. <laughs> you couldn't read any very well. Th- this is a, a my one of my favorite things that was cut out of the PG-13 version, where when he says maybe she's a herm, little dick, little puss. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she like like that would be like if she was a hermaphrodite that would make her run away she's getting a little day a little put it's like why would he not know that he would know that by now <laughs> that had to be a jack black ad lib you could almost tell like because it looks like jason biggs is really just like what the fuck because like because like, the first he says maybe she's a lesbian which like okay that makes sense story-wise like maybe she left you for another woman but then like what screenwriter would be like maybe she's a herm <laughs> yeah that's the first i think when i heard that joke in this movie i was like that's the first time i ever heard that mentioned in a movie in a comedy or anything like like hermaphrodite or something like that it's like i don't know if i've ever heard of that 
especially as like a fucking like basically he's just trying to like I don't know where she went. <laughs> he tries to float the idea. Maybe she was kidnapped. He hopes that she, like he just moves on. Like that's just one of many things. But he's like kidnapped. You think so? And he's like, he's like, all no, nervous. No. Like no, no. <laughs> yeah, this is where basically he said like I, as long as Judith's alive, I'm not going to move on. So basically, yeah, they dug up a corpse and put it in a car. Yeah, like, that's so, just as bad. And they they put bad. they push it and it blows off off the cliff. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this is like. When I was watching there and I was like, "Oh, this movie actually has a dark undercurrent to it. They're they're grave robbing. They're like, like pretty much they'll go through any lengths to make their stupid fucking plan work." I think they even mentioned right here, they're like, "Oh yeah," they mentioned it right after, like, "Oh, Judith's car was found," and then like, "Oh, this this grave was robbed." It's like, you think they would just put two and two together, but it's just like fuck. It's a movie, baby. It's a movie. Yeah. Why didn't they, like, bury the grave they robbed back so no one would notice? They just left it empty. <laughs> it's obvious. It, yeah, if you just filled it back up with dirt, like... <laughs> they're just that dumb criminals. Like, they're just that bad at it. See, he still thinks she doesn't know who he is. I know. <laughs> it's really funny to watch it knowing... They don't realize that she knows because it's just like obvious. I like how she even asked him, Why did you kidnap me? He's like, I'm not allowed to tell you. Or is, is it basically just because the movies are written in certain such a way? Maybe it, this is from like earlier in a version of the script where she actually doesn't know who they are yet and she does find out right here. It's hard telling with how movies work. I just think it's funny how she busts them. She's like, okay, see you later, JD. He's like, okay, see you, Judith. And he's like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Why do you fall for that, even? I don't know. She was never friendly to him. Why would he fall for that now? <laughs> it's funny, too, because there's like a, a million fucking posters for this movie, like different ones. One where Jason Biggs is getting crushed with a giant thumb. Another one, like, which is pretty much like the movie cover where they're like, well, there's the, the Blu-ray cover where she's got her uh, foot on his back. It's just, it's just weird that there's so much artwork for this movie. Uh, this seems like one of those movies they probably didn't know how to market because it's yeah. like, we want, uh, we think this movie would probably sell better with like a kid audience. So let's, let's cut it a little bit, make it PG-13 because I don't think the American Pie audience is going to want to watch this movie. And like fucking, we want more people, more PG thirteen, more people will go see it. And then it's like fucking. I remember like, yeah, it was just, I, I remember seeing trailers for it, and just like fucking, uh, like it, it was, it was marketed in a weird way for like the way you think it'd be marketed with the kind of movie it is. When they go see the coach and Jack Black was like, yeah, it was the mascot, caw caw caw. I was just coming out like, why is he acting so goofy? He's acting like he would in another movie. It doesn't really fit this movie. <laughs> like as goofy as this movie is, he's acting like he's in fucking Orange County or some shit. By the way, BB, did you know this movie was remade in Telugu as Thoughty Gang in 2002? So a year later, they remade it as Thoughty Jesus. Gang. The and, Thoughty and, Gang? Is that where that term comes from? The Thought? The th I think so. Thoughty Gang. Is Judith supposed to be the Thought in the Thoughty Game? She is. And then it was also remade in Hindu as Detail in 2008. Detail. What is it with all these foreign language uh, versions of Saving Silverman we got to see now? Basically, the, the tail. The, basically, sometimes they would refer to a, a woman as a tail. Like, fucking, mm -hmm. oh, you chasing tail? 
That's what I thought when I saw it. Thotty Gang, do you think uh, when they did the remake of it as Thotty Gang, you think they kept the uh, little dick, little puss line? I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so. What's more Thotty than that? Not much. Yeah, this this was the scene where they're like, well, we have this problem with Darren. Uh, he has a girlfriend, and he's like, and the coach is like, well, kill her. And they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, we kidnapped her, and now she's like, yeah, you got to kill her. <laughs> I remember, like, watching this movie and just not knowing, like, where the fuck is this going? Like, it's so much like a card. Like, it's, it switches gears so many times, it seems like. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes that Jack Black's ever done. Like the way he's like he he literally looks like he took this super serious and was trying to like fucking act and like you didn't kill him he died in the car wreck like he looks like he was literally like fucking like confused about the situation like fucking like very very Kino he he's Shakespearean I think underrated actor I love Steve Zahn I've always loved Steve Zahn um, uh, I liked him since I saw this movie which I think this is like the first movie I saw him. Yeah, I don't remember which came first. I, no, actually, I think Suburbia came first, but the Richard Linklater movie Suburbia, like fucking Steve Zahn. <laughs> Steve Zahn's pretty much like the Jack Black in that movie. That line right there is fucking. Scary. I hit it. I hit a squirrel once, and it was limping. I don't. I think it died right after that. He looks all serious. I, I love too how they're both trying to hold the gun so they can like do it together to kill Judith. Hmm. By She's the way, so Stacy. But I was gonna say, could they have dressed her in more Stacy clothing? Did he come on that picture? Did you see that? I think it was the candle wax. I don't think it might have been. It might have been. It but, looked like he might have been like doing come tributes to his dead girlfriend there. That would actually be very touching and very fitting of his uh, American Pie persona. What if that is where that originated? Somebody watched this movie and was like, "Fuck, that's a good idea." Come tribute. That's the, a good idea. The uh, I loved it too when they were talking to the coach at the prison, and uh, they're like, they're like, come on, coach, we can't kill Judith. He's like, sure you can. Remember what I always said: if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> well, I guess this was ad libbed, and like he's just fucking Jason Biggs, which is real. Basically, if you do that to somebody, it's impossible to not laugh at some point, right? You're doing the come on, come on thing. She's very Stacy as a nun. Very, very. They need to remake fucking uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night and just have her play Mother Superior and have a scene where Mother Superior shows her tits. I was going to say they could just cut to the chase and have her play the mom in the beginning if you remember what happened to the mom. Hell yes. And just make her mom and just change the occupation of the mom for no reason. But she's still married. Who cares? Very progressive movie. I, I think because pretty soon I'm going to be owning all the rest of the Silent Night, Deadly Nights. I think I'm going to have to finally... Suck it up and buy the crappy part two Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I still like. There's never a point where I want to watch that movie. It, yeah. it, for to me, it's like for the most part, it's just like it's mostly part one, but not as good. I like part. I just like part one. There it's was like, a while there when the the Blu-ray, like the original Blu-ray part. I have the original Blu-ray part one. I think like Anchor Bay or somebody put it out. And, like, I was watching that fucking thing every Christmas for about five years straight, and finally I gave up on it. I would always do it on Christmas Eve and watch it alone. It's a fucking fun movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's crazy how, like, uh, it's crazy how some movies can, like, get that, like, fucking it's so bad as good status. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like, fucking, sometimes you watch it and you agree. Like, I think Troll 2 is fucking hilarious. Like, 
I, I don't know because I hear people say like that's one of those movies that's just it, that's just a bad movie. I don't get I don't get anything good out of it. Fucking to me, that's the pinnacle. It's the pinnacle. I mean, the how, can, how me. can you have the the dad or whatever he is saying you don't piss on hospitality and not think exactly. it's good? Exactly. The room to me is just it's just bad. It's just it's boring. It's it, it wears off. The novelty wears off way See, too quick for me. See, I'm actually the opposite. Like, I'm so uh, obsessed with Tommy Wiseau yeah, yeah. that I actually, I actually like the movie as a legitimately good B movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like it. Like, I actually get sad and, and choke up when he dies at the end. <laughs> I'm fed up with this world. Yeah. Fucking Chad. I, I want to like fucking become like a Hollywood guy and just fucking like cast people like that just fucking sabotage movies shit like that well like in the case of the room like like i think it's legitimately interesting whenever he's on camera i think the movie falls apart when he's not in the sun in the scene you know what i mean Mm, exactly oh we fucking we saw basically he's he's now dating judith because fucking steve's on got him to fucking basically forced him they agreed like fucking oh yeah we're good we could just be friends but then but then he started singing Neil Diamond, or she started singing Neil Diamond, and that let him know this is my one and only someone, baby. This is <laughs> this is meant to be. She likes Neil Diamond too. Nobody else. The guy, the kid watching this movie right now, didn't even know Neil Diamond was a real thing. He thought it was made up for the movie. Fucking this chick knows who Neil Diamond is. I got to have her. I got to have her. And they're even holding hands. Like she's still in full nun gear and everything. But the relationship moves. Way too fast in real life. Fucking, it, it's kind of hilarious okay. how fast it moves, honestly. Like, exactly. like the relationship between uh, Sandy and Darren here, the way it moves so fast and it gets all so goofy and slapsticky. I was getting, like, really Freddy Got Fingered vibes in terms of, like, <laughs> how, like, Tom Green was just, like, making fun of, like, Hollywood filmmaking, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Well, that's what we need. We need a sequel, a dual sequel to this movie and Freddy Got Fingered. Fucking saving... Silverman. I don't know. We'll think of the title. We'll we'll we'll, get, we'll create a good mashup. But like fucking, it, it, I think it would work. I think we could bring it back and make it happen. Zach, is it sound? It sounds like uh, you're r- r- rubbing a baseball across a wooden desk. What is that noise? Is it really? It might be my furnace. It's probably oh, cold. I was gonna say it was probably, it was probably your heat, either a fan or heat. That's okay. It's, it's not a big deal, baby. I was just curious because it came out of nowhere. Exactly. So uh, she saved him there. They just end up fucking, they washed up, and then they go, where do they go here? It's, it's basically like a, a perfect movie-like fucking love. It's just like fucking, oh, they're meant to be. Fucking, hopefully Judith doesn't break out because that'll really fuck everything up. But she doesn't like him anyway. So, but the, I always love this. Basically, this is where she gets in and she fucking she uh, makes JD realize that he's gay. Yeah. Or do you think she was just manipulating him? Do you think he goes through the rest of the movie thinking he's gay and he, it's just her manipulation? I think it's totally her manipulation because he's so stupid. Because he like, does end up he ends up marrying his coach. <laughs> he does. He not only does he turn gay, but he gets married to another man by the end of the movie. I love that line though. This was a scene that was cut out completely of the PG thirteen version. I was I was gonna say, I mean, she's a Stacy, but Sandy gets uh, much better looking when with her shirt off, doesn't she? Fucking, I I completely forgot 
that she sh- shows her movies here. I mean, she's got a bra on, but it's like it's like they're bursting out. I don't remember. Do you see a quick glimpse or not? Maybe. No, nah, she's just in her bra, but it's like very fucking hot. Very Stacy. Very yeah. Stacy. This is so ridiculous that she would actually do this in the laundry mat. Like, oh yeah, just turn around, and then she just she completely. He so <laughs> wants to sniff her panties. Yeah. Look at that. There's no way. Oh no, she's no not way. in the bra. She's she's just covering her boobs. Yeah. Very Stacy. Very Stacy. But I mean, it, it's clearly meant. Dude, that shot where she puts the underwear on, doesn't it look like she actually pulled them down and they reversed it? Same with the dress. It's very fucking weird. I was like, why did they do that? It's possible. I never noticed. Because if you're pulling like clothes up like that, like they would snag and you have to adjust them more. But if you just yank them down real quick, they come down quicker. It was just like, we don't want this shot of you putting your panties and dress back on to be too long. So just let's do it in reverse. It was so fucking weird. It was so obvious. Uh, maybe they originally had him see her take him down, but then they're like, "Fucking oh, the way that we edited the scene, we need him to see the end of it now." Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But it's very weird. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, though. Like, I was like, I was like, why is she changing in the middle of a laundry mat? Like, isn't there other people around doing laundry? That might be where the movie starts to like what? Like now it's kind of getting like super absurd, as if it wasn't before. Yeah. When when Jack Black starts crying about being gay here, it's like because he's totally talking about girls the whole movie, and like I like you know talking about their tits and everything. And I, I guess some people say like, oh, he was overcompensating or whatever, but like I really don't think he was. <laughs> well, the lie, the big lie, where it's like, have you ever had uh, fantasies about having sex with a man? And he's going through like, what about short people? I don't. Sometimes people are too short, and he just keeps going down a long list, and then like fucking. Any man at all. And he goes, does that include celebrities? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's one of the funniest lines in the movie. But I guess, like, I, like yeah, I guess if you're if you're fantasizing about having sex with men, even if it's celebrities, it's like, that might be a clue. And you might be gay. Yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I never bought it. Because even Steve Zahn is like, you're not gay. You're just bad with women. Mm, probably. This is such a Stacy outfit she has on with these baggy shorts and that tank top. Hey, Stacy. Dude, this is gay. And this this is very early 2000s, late 90s comedies, too. It's like the guy can never have a car. He's always like on a goofy little scooter or a bike or something. Yeah. You ever remember and notice that? Like everything? I, I do remember. I always thought like, yeah, why is he on that? Like, yeah. why is it? I guess because they wanted him to flip over and have a stunt like that. Yeah. And if he crashed the car, it would have been more serious. They should have just had him crash the car and like... Have like a really terrible accident where he flies through the windshield, but he just gets up and goes on like nothing happened. I thought it was hilarious too that the tranquilizer dart guns, instead of just being a pistol, they put like a stock on it so it's like a rifle. And fucking Steve Zahn has the whole thing uh, fucking strapped to his leg. I always forget this is in the movie. Dude, it's so weird where she's banging on the, the old Asian man's ha- door to let her in, and, and he just happened to be upstairs jerking off, and now he's all excited because he thinks he's going to have sex with her. It's such a, a weird joke. I see so out of place. I know. But, like, right here where he falls and he says scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. Oh, scrotum. I guess because they thought that sounded funny in a Japanese accent or whatever. Yeah. That was great, too, how, like... You just see a shot of Jack Black, and you hear off camera Steve Zongomia. She's stealing the truck. It's like they had, they wanted to cut a couple shots out to shorten it up. So they just 
looped this into that one. Fucking, I think they were basically they're taking they're going through them the fucking uh, George uh, Romero school. Like fucking keep that movie rolling, make it run keep quick it cut, in the yeah. editing. Always Which is weird. Cut on action. He was, yeah, he was known for that, but like you watch his movies now, they do they don't they're not as quick paced as movies nowadays are. Isn't no. that weird how like the standards change like that? Oh yeah, like now it's like microseconds. Exactly. I like the so, effect of the tranquilizer guns, they shoot sparks out. <laughs> and then they go in at a weird angle that they weren't shot from every time. <laughs> no, every time. Every single time it has to be a joke that it's part of the movie. Like you're not like you're supposed to notice it. Like earlier he shoots himself in the leg and it goes in from like a completely different angle. It's like there's no way. That's clear is clearly some uh, jigsaw shit right there, how she makes it to the steps of the police station and he tranquilizes her and then covers her up in a tarp and just tells the uh cops it's a rabbit goat. And it's clearly a person. Yeah, it's, clearly. It's, the movie's just so absurd that it's just like they they buy it. They're like, "Good one, dude." I, I was shocked. Out. I thought they I thought they were gonna do the thing where like he picked her up and like swung around and hit her head on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jason move. Yeah, like she's in the fucking. <laughs> he just starts smashing her around. Fucking here. Here's the <laughs> here's the line. I always remembered this line and uh, thinking like, "Oh yeah." Fucking, that's hilarious. I have to, I wanted to see, because I found out because of the uh, DVD commentary that there was a PG-13 version. Like, mm. oh, this this isn't, this is actually an uncut version. I have to see the PG-13 version just out of curiosity. I'm so, like, this is the one scene that was, like, the weirdest because it's, like, they j- <laughs> They just like cut away quit like before he says the word. The fact that I like that and then he like fucking he just stops. It, they, yeah, I was gonna say, how would you cut it along around that dialogue? Yeah. It just like as if he interrupts him, like, What you done? But it seems so jarring and weird. It might have been just because I saw this version first. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because he says he says, you know, she helped me realize I was gay. And he's like, he's like, you know, how do you know you're gay? He's like, well, you know, whatever. And because I, I like sucking dick. And he said, you done that with another guy? He's like, he's like, well, I like, I, I did that yoga book or whatever. And it's just like totally like he's just been blowing himself the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Can you suck your? You ever tried? I think when I was a kid, honestly, I probably like tried to do that thing like how Steve Zahn does. But like, I, I don't even think it's anything. I think the only way you're sucking your own dick, honestly, if you got like a 12 inch dick. I I can uh, I can do the thing that Steve Zahn does, and I can fucking if I stick my my head out and my tongue really far, I can om- I can touch the tip. I can touch wow. the tip, but it's like this is not comfortable. There's no way I could do this and like have a good time. Just fucking, I just feel like I'm gonna break my neck. Have you ever seen a video of somebody doing it? Like it actually is possible. I actually saw one guy one time <sighs> did it, but. Can't believe I just admitted but it, but it looks like you're like when they do it, and like honestly, I can't believe Steve Zahn even got as close as he did in this movie. When when you see them like curl up like that, it, it like it looks like a weird thing. Like your ribs are gonna like, I don't know, like crack and like uh, collapse onto each other. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like that that might this might be the scene where fucking everybody just like okay, this movie's completely absurd. Is whenever it cuts to her at the fucking uh, nun place. Trained to be a nun, 
and it shows they're they're uh, behind the like uh, they're the what, what would you call it like they're fucking uh the their teachers yeah yeah they're fucking the, what was that room where the teachers always hung out and they smoked oh the teachers lounge it shows their version of the teachers lounge and they're fucking they're boxing they're fucking they're like lifting weights and fucking boxing like they're in a prison movie it's like this movie is fucking off the rails it's fucking off the rails see this is what i ordered actually before uh, we started i did we did rb i did arby's you did and i got i got what she said there i wanted to write down what she said so that i could i could use that as a joke like oh i've got my blah 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 that but i don't eat rb so fucking uh, i didn't i completely forgot I looked it up. What she says, she wants the Big Montana, which is like the largest Arby sandwich. Which I think you can still get like the extra meat sandwiches, like where they pile, really pile it on. But um, yeah, I looked it up. I, I think they quit uh, serving. I think the Big Montana was like from '98 to like 2002 or something. So it was like right around this movie came out. It was about to die out. What if this movie killed it? Could be. Do you remember? I forget what it was called, but there was one Arby sandwich. Like, it wasn't like a value menu thing, but it kind of was one of the cheaper sandwiches I would get it from time to time. Like, it was like the roast beef sandwich, and they would put shredded lettuce and, like, French dressing on it. Fucking amazing. I forget what oh, it was called. It, it honestly actually tasted really fucking good. <laughs> Here's this scene where, basically, he's having a little fucking uh, date with uh, Sandy. And fucking, he keeps accidentally calling her Judith. I know. She, she, she's very Stacy. Very Stacy. I know. What do you, I, for some reason, when a chick has their hair up like that, I always think it's like super hot. I always think it's it like is. way, way hotter than just having the hair down. Why don't they just always have their hair up? Is it not comfortable? I don't know. Yeah, it, I, I think it's probably not comfortable. But I, th- I think the reason, they don't really explain it, but I think the reason he keeps saying Judith accidentally is, like, he's got that big gash on his head from flipping the scooter over. Like, I think it's yeah. supposed to be like he has a head injury. Fucking he, he fell, hit his head, cracked his head to the curb, baby. Fucking uh, good for self-worth, they say. Oh, here's our boy Zahn trying to blow himself. Exactly. You have to find the original trailer and see the fucking the greatness that is the digital underwear they put on him. I think I actually heard, I haven't seen it, but I think I actually heard something saying, like, I didn't know what movie it was, but I remember them saying, like, they put, like, digital underwear on him or something. Why would you even put that in the trailer, though, honestly? Like, say, so, save, save a joke so, that good for, like, the movie, you know? It was so unneeded. It was so unneeded. I love this shit, too, because they kind of do that, that, uh, What's it called? That Roxanne, that Sereno de Burjack shit? Where it's like, it's kind of like that, how like they always have the dumb guy put in the earpiece and the ugly guy. Damn, you okay? You fell down there? <laughs> but they, yeah. they always have the guy tell him what to say through a earpiece. Like, it's kind of like that, but instead of telling him what to say, he listens and then shocks him. That's what yeah. this reminded me of was a parody of like that scene. Is that, they're literally putting the, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't let him put those on me. Just the, uh, I mean, I guess the electrodes are on his nipples, but like, and also too, like, wouldn't you put the electrodes on the chest, not the nipples, but. Fucking, why is, why is this even a thing he does? Like, he can Uh. only zap him after he does it. Like, it's not like, fucking, you know what I'm going to say and you stop me. It's like he calls her Judith and then he gets zapped. It's like, it defeats the purpose, don't it? Yeah, that looks like some shit you would see in an Ariel X uh, movie. But, uh. 
I like this shit too where uh Steve Zahn is like, you know, he's getting the uh the table at the restaurant so he can listen in on their thing and the guy tells him like, Oh, this is res- this table's reserved, we gotta get out of here. And it's funny how he just tries to bullshit him and just like fucking not leave from the table. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I pay good money to sit here and he it buys him some time for now, but it's just because he's going to get the manager, basically. What's your favorite Steve Zahn joint? Oh god. I think probably like I think probably Suburbia. Um, he played a really good memorable role, if I'm, if I'm too, if I'm thinking, and uh, out of sight. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I remember him being in so many movies, and, like, I still see him from time to time. But, like, he, he like he must have fucking, like, never slept because he did so, move, so, many, so many movies between, like, 1997 and, like, 2004. And then he just, like, really slowed down, you know? I mean, he's still in shit, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. Fucking, this had to have been the first movie I saw, and then I it was it, it was probably around the same time that I fucking uh, it was either this or Joyride that I saw for the first time. Yeah, I, like I think I rented Joyride, but like it really wasn't my thing. I loved Joyride when it came out. It hasn't aged well now, and I don't know why exactly. Yeah. Like, something with the pacing, maybe. But isn't Something. it kind? Of, isn't Joyride like kind of like toothless? Doesn't it like really like like nothing really happens because it's like PG thirteen? Um, no, I think it's radar. Okay. I think so. <laughs> Pretty sure. Steve Zahn was the bad ape in War for Planet of the Apes. Oh my god. Kino. Wait. Was that one of the old school ones? Was he like Roddy McDowell out? No, I think it was one of the new ones where he just did the voice of the like the really goofy CGI one. Fucking the best. Uh, uh, plan- I almost said Lord of the Rings. Planet of the Planet of the Apes. Lord of the Apes. Fucking how Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Best Planet of the Apes. Fucking uh, was the first one and the one where they're. Fu- it's just the courtroom drama. Remember that. Mm. You know another Kino uh, Steve Zahn movie? I actually just ordered this yesterday. I'm getting it coming. Is uh, That Thing You Do. You ever see that movie? Directed by Tom Hanks? I don't know. It's really good. It's um, about a one-hit wonder band in the 1960s. And it's just all about how they go from being like this garage band... Like and then they only, like play a couple songs, but like they record this one song as like a single, and they get it on the radio, and it becomes this big thing, and they have to go on tour and shit, and it's just like it's just all about how like you know because it's always like you know you never hear the story of the one hit wonders. Well, this one is like all about like the story of the one hit wonder and how they just like break mm. up and they don't really you know want to become a real band and devote their life to it. It's pretty cool. Sounds interesting. See this scene right here, uh, basically. Fucking uh, Mrs. Doubtfire happened. Fucking uh, kind of fucking uh, uh, with the whole electrodes on the nipples thing. Fucking, we knew that wasn't gonna go well. But then she finds out like fucking like, oh yeah, you still love Judith and all this shit. And then she leaves, and you're like, okay, this is that story beat in the movie where they break up, and then they're they're apart for like I don't know 15 minutes, and then they get back together. But like, no, he just follows her. And they immediately make up. And, and then the movie makes a joke about almost like, yeah, you thought that you were going to have to wait to see them make up, but they just did. They yeah, just, yeah. It, it's, it's like she runs away and he just runs right back to her. And, the, and it's like, oh, you follow me all the way here? Yeah, yeah, I do forgive you. I'm trained to become a nun, so I have to forgive you. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's really weird. Like uh, Steve Zahn, like he was pretty much starring in shit. He had a bunch of supporting roles around this time too. But I think the last movie he really star starred in was A Perfect Getaway in 2009. Did you ever see that movie with him and Mila Jovovich? Sounds familiar. Oh yeah, I saw that in the theater. Yeah, where they're like on the uh, like the the island or whatever. They're like in Hawaii yeah. or somewhere. And like they I think fun, they I think there's like some that, yeah. yeah they think there's like some killers on the loose so everybody they meet they're all suspicious of. I don't remember hating that movie. But like that was one that came out and then I I never heard anybody talk about it. I don't think. Yeah. It's it's kind of getting a cult following. I hear a lot of podcasts talking about it now. I'd revisit that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I just got the blue a little while ago. But yeah, like he's done some shit, but like his stuff got like way more spread out with just a bunch of TV appearances in the last 10 years. <laughs> I love this too where they do the flashback to Judith's past she, where she was basically her past was like she was dating the kickboxer, I guess. And this guy right here that yells dead and then just does that smile. This is Genius. like even the music is like, dude, 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 dude. It's like a total fucking rip off of kickboxer blood sport. It's just like it came out of nowhere. And it's just like the tone shift is so fucking weird <laughs> and jarring. See, just this... cuts back to him eating that big sandwich. Yeah, like it's weird too that he's like sharing the sandwich with her. This is like one of the hottest scenes ever filmed for a comedy. Fucking I, actually, I, use, I actually agree with that. Like, exactly. Fucking. Basically, he he's feeding her, fucking Arby sandwich, and the fucking the the juice on it, or no, it's like the sauce on it. Yeah, what the, if it sauce. Was, what if it was, the big what Montana was like, sauce. Fucking, it, it totally looks fucking, like cane too. <laughs> drips onto her boobs, and he just wipes it off. Like even when they have her dressed in men's clothing in the in the whatever garage or the, where they're keeping her, they have it like all unbuttoned so her cleavage is showing. Back in the days when like you couldn't get porn and you used to like watch movies and mm-hmm. jack off, this mm-hmm. was one I, I I would rewind it and watch this scene and jack off. I think I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, I or, can. I, I didn't have to rewind. I could A to B it. A to B. I mean, yeah, like you get A B repeat loop. I mean, I can get all the porn I want. I, I when this scene came on the other night, I immediately pulled down my sweatpants. So that's go. how good it is. She manipulates him into basically uh, letting one hand free. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna jerk you off. Yeah, just just give me one hand, and she fucking she steals the keys. Like, is that rape for him or her? Because she's just, she, basically she's being held against her will too, and it's just like fucking she's doing it just to get out. Fucking, there's so many. This movie's very progressive. Yeah, this movie clearly couldn't today couldn't be remade for Hulu for modern audiences, as they say, because there's so many like questionable moral things and offensive things towards women but like the thing i love about it like even though everything they do to judith is like actually wrong like i like it that they cover it up by the way i love that jack black was eating and reading a fucking playstation game manual this is one of the funny like he comes in dude you got a boner no why aren't you answering the door i'm eating i don't answer the door when i'm eating this whole exchange is fucking hilarious it is fucking funny but um but, like, they kind of cover up all the bad shit they do to Judith just by the fact that she's, like, such a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? And she's just doing it out of spite, too. Like, she doesn't even like Darren. She just fucking... Yeah. But I love that, too. He's like, I'm not... I don't answer the door and I'm eating. And he, like, he gets, like, fucking... Fine, then. I'm gonna go answer the door. And then Jack Black stands up. Nit, nit, and starts fucking... 
running after him like don't answer like fucking, you just said you didn't want to answer the door why was he in a hurry all of a sudden and fucking it's genius though the, the Kino vibes are just oozing it, it, it's dude I can't believe they got the respected Arlie Ermy the star of Stanley Kubrick's full metal jacket to on camera pull his pants down to show his bare ass to and squat down and shit in the front yard of this house. I like that they basically told him like, "Oh yeah, you can't use the toilet because it's backed up. You got shit outside," and that didn't stop him at all. No, he just immediately went outside. And then when he asked for toilet paper, he's like, "They're like, we don't have any." He's like, "Don't worry, I'll find something." He starts pulling the mail out of the mailbox. <laughs> Genius. Genius. What's hilarious? He's quick too. He fucking already shat and already. Oh, wiped. He, dude, he shits and wipes in like ten seconds. But um, what's funny though is like there's like really only twenty minutes left in this movie, and like you have no idea like where it's going at this point. <laughs> I thought it was so gross too. That he just walks in, and he starts grabbing the food and eating it after he was just shitting on the lawn. <laughs> and wipe his ass the mail. Yeah. Do you, you ever f- like? Do you ever go like uh, like uh, fishing or something? And fucking have to shit out in the woods and you have to do that thing where you, you take one of your socks off to wipe your ass? No, like like I, I had a thing I, I mean I was a kid, but I was like I was like on vacation and like I like I had a shit on a beach. It was like it was really like it just came out and like I just I just had to squat and shit and uh just got caught out in the middle of nowhere and like to like clean up or whatever i didn't have anything to wipe up but it was like there really was no mess i don't think i just like went in the ocean and fucking let the ocean wash me off i was i just noticed like a great kino thing in this movie is like she got the keys and everything i used to always watch this movie and think like how's come whenever they get back in there uh, they turn the, the channel there, and she's just sitting there. Like, she could have just been getting out. I think she was thinking, like, she was weighing the options. Like, fucking, I, I fucking, do I want to leave, or do I want to fucking wait till he comes back and, and get some of that hog I just grabbed him? Because she looked surprised when she grabbed his cock. Well, yeah, if the coach didn't show up, like, it really had me wondering the other night, like, because, cause, like, I was, like, really trying to judge it. Like, is she really into Steve Zahn? Does she really want to fuck Steve Zahn? Because, like, she's talking about how she got turned on, that he's a take-charge guy and all this kind of shit. And it's, like, <laughs> it makes you wonder if the coach didn't show up and fuck everything up. Like, like you know, was she just doing it to help get loose and run away? Or, like, was she just really, like, going to get with the Stockholm Syndrome? Dude, I love that where Jack Black puts a sweatshirt over his head and he's pretending <laughs> like he's not there in the corner. Fucking so stupid, so stupid. Didn't you think it was funny that Jason Biggs and this girl were like really carrying this love seat couch into this house? I was like, <laughs> weird. I never really thought about it. Yeah. I was just like, man, this is like life. He just pulled, they pulled that couch in, and they just started having sex on it. I know, so like cute. she just, like she's, she's decided not to become a nun. I guess we should say, and she's just all about peeling her clothes off. Fucking so Stacy. You know what? You know what? This movie, like when I thought this too, watching the other night, like the the other movie that this movie reminds me of, like a lot, uh, Zach, in terms of like the tone and like almost feels like it could be from the same director, even though it's not. I got lots of Stealing Harbor vibes from this movie. <laughs> what do you think of Stealing Harbor? Dude, I love it. Like I remember when I saw it in the theater, it was like a it was like a balmy night, and I was in the theater, I think, by myself. And the heater was on, so I got kind of sleepy during it. And, like, I don't think I fell asleep, but I was starting to drift off. 
But like once I saw it on get on video, like I bought the DVD when it came out and I watched it a million times. I finally got the Blu-ray not too long ago. I love it. That became like a comfort food movie for me. Like I remember watching it in the theater. Like, yeah, there was like no one there. There was like two other people there and it was like a kid I went to school with. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that was kind of a throwaway movie. You won't remember it in a while. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Because also, too, it was kind of like, oh, you know, like, oh, okay, this is, you know, goofy little movie. It's fun, whatever. But it's it was nothing compared to Freddy Got Fingered. And then years later, like, like not that I really like it better than Freddy Got Fingered, but it's a movie I can watch a lot more than Freddy Got Fingered. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love oh. that Jason Biggs and Amanda Peet are totally just making up. And this girl is just standing there with no shirt on, like not knowing what where to go, what to do. Exactly. What if what if like it fucking took a crazy turn and Judith was just like, fuck it, she is hot. I think we should all date each other. And well, like this was like the best thing those two guys ever did. Like fucking and, and all of them are thanking fucking JD McNugent and fucking Steve Zahn. Yeah, I guess we should say for people not following home, Judith escaped the house, ran back to her house and Busted Jason Biggs and the nun getting ready to have sex. But, like, yeah, like, it's, like, when you watch this, it's it's kind of weird because, like, you don't know the twists and turns that are going to come in the last 15 minutes. But, like, you're just like, well, Jason Biggs should obviously leave Judith and then go with the girl uh, who's going to be a nun, Sandy, because he would be happier because he actually really does love her. He's just, like, he just goes back into being like mentally like whipped and like Judith superiority. Judith has he's been, mentally handicapped. I think. I actually really thought that honestly when I was watching it. Um, highly regarded. He's highly regarded. Well, speech, speaking of, there's a new trailer Syndrome. out for a movie that's all about being highly regarded. But um, yeah, Syndrome like, of a down. For sure. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's like, but at the same time, like, like you want him to go with Sandy, but at the same time, like, like as much of a bitch as Judith is, like, I found her genuinely interesting. Like, I didn't want her just to disappear out of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm. This is like so goofy. This falls on top of the car. Would this, would, would Jack Black falling on your car from this high up really fuck it up as bad as it does? It might. Dude, I had to rewind this and like watch it. And I'm like, because like you never actually see the car crunching. It's like obviously, you know, he's just laying on top of it. It was like to the <laughs> point where like the 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 windows or the door frames are still intact, but the top is all crushed in. Yeah, I don't know if it would fuck up the car that much. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, it would dent it in permanently, but it wouldn't collapse. No. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, how did she not get decapitated? Like. <laughs> The rest of the movie just fucking like it's like how does how does all the stuff that happens in the rest of the movie happen in what little time is left? Like ten minutes, yeah. It does. It like wraps up. It just like it's on like fucking turbo speed through the rest of the movie. <laughs> Almost. Well, it's funny that Jason Biggs goes to the jail to tell Steve Zahn and Jack Black that he's getting married tomorrow, but that's it. <laughs> like, why would you even go tell them that? Just to set up the fucking third act, I guess. Yeah. Well, technically, this the third act's been going on. But fucking like, yeah, we the, just didn't know like, it because it, it didn't feel exactly. like it was really going anywhere. It was just, you know, exactly. The movie has some twists and turns in store for us. I love, I love that the coach just goes back to coaching like young football, <laughs> pee wee football. How many times does he like hang out with friends and you know imply that they should kill somebody and all that shit, yeah. and then just go back to work the next day? He, he seems like a shady character. He might be into shit like that. 
It's just such a bizarre character to really even have in the movie if you think about it. They uh, they cut out right here where they where he says they're sodomizing us in here. They changed that for the PG thirteen version, and I forgot what it was. Yeah, because they call the coach to bail him out. It's like ten thousand each to bail him out. And he's like, oh, fuck no. And they're like, but they're sodomizing us. He's like, they're sodomizing you? I'll be right there. I like, is it so convenient that they got put in the same jail cell? I was going to say. And he <laughs> knew which, which like, jail cell there, like, which wall to ram into with the truck to free them. He smashes through with their truck. By the way, I love that they're willing to fucking, like, now go on the lamb and get even, like, an extra 20 or 30 years added on to their sentence just so they can go stop this wedding. Pursue, like, you have to assume that at some point, like, they're going to have to go to jail, right? Because, like... Yeah. Okay. Not even it, jail, it, like, prison. It just ends with them, like, getting married. <laughs> I know. And they're, they're, on, they're on stage with Neil Diamond. Oh yeah, I just gave it away that Neil Diamond shows up and saves it. That's so funny because you you expect that it's not going to go anywhere. The fucking the Neil Diamond, they just like Neil Diamond, but then he shows up in the movie. There's 13 minutes left in this movie, and like Neil Diamond, ha- I mean, other than the one quick flashback, Neil Diamond hasn't showed up yet. But the ending is all about Neil Diamond. He literally just. Fucking is it like he has a restraining order against somebody? Fucking he shows up and he's just like, yeah, I'll help out your friend Darren. Yeah, <laughs> marry the woman he loves. <laughs> well, it's because they sell him that it's all about love, and it, it, it like here's a weird turn too, where like they bust Sandy out of the convent. She's in her nun shit, and they give her a bag of clothes, and it's all stripper clothes. They say, oh, JD's sister's stripper. Like, was this true, or did they just really want to slut her up? Like. I guess just to make the ending even more absurd to where yeah. Neil Diamond shows up. Like, think of all the family. Because we always see this stuff happen in movies, and it's like the fucking, even the people in the, the wedding, like in the family, you know, are, that are watching are just like, oh, it's like, how would that ever happen in real life? You, he just like broke up with the person that, that's part of their family. Like, the, that would never happen. But like, fucking. They, they, they do. They just make it super absurd. And then fucking it all works out in the end. It's, it's pretty magical, really. Dude, the shot where Neil Diamond fucking, like, comes out of the tarp. <laughs> it's so fake. <laughs> His acting is genius. His acting is amazing. Yeah. His acting actually is really good, to be honest with you. Live on the rocks. Yeah. Imagine, he, like, wasn't alternate... he? What Didn't he, like, get, like, Academy Award for acting for, like, the jazz singer or some movie? Something. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was I was gonna mention. You think a alternate universe where there's different versions where like fucking instead of the, they were like shop shopping it around like fucking who should we have them obsessed with and who should show up in the movie fucking Paul McCartney the other version where Paul McCartney was the guy that shows up in the end of the movie and helps out or like fucking Leonard Cohen or yeah. like fucking just think of all these different people. And, like, they settle for Neil Diamond, which is a pretty good choice. It's a pretty it good is. choice. But I didn't know who he was until I saw this movie. It kind of makes more sense, though, that, that those three guys in the lead of this movie would be more into Neil Diamond than anybody else. True. Oh, I know I've... what else this movie inspired. Uh, uh, this movie <clears throat> also inspired uh, Pixar's Lightyear and Disney's Strange World. Those were the two big movies. Hell yes. 
This is pretty funny. Dude, this like is hilarious how he goes diving out and like, why does he slide? He slides around like, look at that. And then he gets hit by a car. <laughs> so sorry, excuse me. So ridiculous. Oh my god. Because <laughs> he saw these old ladies driving a Caprice and he thought it was an undercover cop car, so he just dives out. And it was just, it was just normal people. Do this joke where Neil Diamond is driving the truck and says, hey, we're coming to America. And then you cut to the street sign is America <laughs> Avenue. Fucking hilarious. So stupid. So stupid. Fucking Dennis Dugan is a keynote. Like, seriously, like, some people really regard um, Christopher Nolan as the modern master of cinema. I'd say it's Dennis Dugan. Fucking the Duke. The Doogie Doogie Hauser himself, if you will. I, I forgot to point out, but the referee that the uh, yeah. the the coach killed in the flashback was Dennis Dugan. He pulls a fucking Hitchcock, and he has a cameo in most of his movies. There, like yeah. in, in Problem Child, he was the the guy that was. Oh, what the heck else are we here for, partner? Uh, oh yeah. He's actually very memorable as an actor. Like whenever you see him pop up, like you recognize him. Chad. So yeah, fucking Neil comes and he fucking he he literally comes. And he sings fucking. It basically stops the wedding. Starts singing one of his songs, and then fucking the Sandy comes in. They both change. They both sing the line that they sang earlier in the movie, and they're fucking like, "I love Sandy." Very Chad. It's a very heartwarming scene. Dude, I love how they dress Sandy up in these these stripper hooker outfits just so they could have had the line where Judith goes, "You're in love with this slut." <laughs> I am not a slut. Yeah. I, I was trained to become a nun. Yeah. See, it's just it's just like off the fucking heezy with the... And then he shows up and starts like, hello again, hello. It's so fucking hilarious. Yeah, Steve Zahn starts singing and shows up and starts singing Neil Diamond to Judith. Perfect. And she goes, oh, who, who, who's my special someone? And he runs in and starts singing. She starts like you think she's running to him to like grab him and kiss him, but she starts beating his ass and busting chairs over his head. This is actually awesome. This is a Kino film. I like how she says, "Just because I lost Darren, I'm not crazy enough." He to end up with you, and then he starts fighting back. But then, like, yeah, they finally. I gotta say, like, this ending made me very happy. Exactly. That uh, that Steve Zahn and uh, Amanda Pete came out. They both knock each other's teeth out. Yeah, they both are missing their front tooth. Fucking genius. And they just keep it that way, too. That's what's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I would still I would still marry Marina Pete if she had a missing front tooth. Oh, of course. I noticed I have a fucking cavity on, like right in the gum line of my front tooth. Fucking Now, since I figured it out, it's like, oh, I got to figure out uh, a dentist and I got to figure all that shit out. But ever since I figured it out, I was like, fucking, what if I've been like catastrophizing it in my mind? Like, fucking, what if they're like, oh, fuck, uh, we, we didn't save it in time. You're going to we're gonna take it out. Like, would I look cool with a missing front tooth? See, I don't like you're t- like the one of the two front teeth. I don't think looks cool. But I think if you got one of the side ones, the one kind of to the side out, exactly. I think that looks cool. Exactly. You just you just leave it out. You don't even put a fake one there. No, it's like I look cool. You? you just you just rock a missing tooth like Amy Winehouse. Hell yeah. Yeah. So so that's where the 
they find out the coach is gay too. So him ever, and Jack Black get married for like no reason at all. Did you notice? See, this movie's very gross. And then it, it pulls back and it reveals that they are on stage with Neil Diamond. At and his then concert. The credits yeah. start rolling and they, they sing us out, if you will, like fucking, like our boy, uh, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly wanted to do all those years ago. He did? Yeah, to play us out. Remember that? When he freaked out. Oh, yeah, where he's just like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> to play us out, what does that mean? He was reading the directions, like, oh, yeah. we're going to play this song to play us out. And he's like, what does that mean to play us out? <laughs> I actually legitimately, though, want to hear it, because like, the, the whole kind of, like, obviously people, would, like, I don't know about people, but movie executives would find the whole casual real gay realization uh you know mock oh there's a dog boy he's at the concert too uh so i'm curious i'm curious if we have any listeners that had a you know like you know because this movie a lot of people were young when it came out i wonder if we have any listeners that uh saw this movie and like it it, it helped them realize their own feelings inside uh send us an email at the movie graveyard at gmail.com and let me know if uh, this movie had an effect on your life and your sexuality or or maybe maybe not even that maybe you try to suck your own dick and maybe you actually were able to do it because of this movie i was one of those persons i couldn't suck it though just you just got the tongue on the tip though that's yeah yeah that's that doesn't seem very enjoyable really i know what it tastes like i know what a dick tastes like no you know what it tastes like but you can't really even say it was in your mouth because it was yeah you had to bring like, your tongue to the to it. Yeah, I always thought like, what if it has like a weird like taste that just over like sometimes you have the like those foods that like as soon as you put it in your mouth it's just like it just like fucking you know it's that thing like what if it's one of those like what if it's like fucking you suck a dick and it's like put like salami in your mouth or something like fucking mm-hmm. crazy, but it was just like. I think it would yeah. just taste like sweat because like I used to always play basketball and uh, eventually I got to wearing headbands to like keep my hair in but like sometimes the uh like you'd have like a little tip because i always parted my hair in the middle and like like Mm -hmm. once you get sweat uh drenched like like it would come down or whatever and like a couple of times i had sweat drip down into my mouth or run down my face and go in my mouth and it's just it tastes like salty i always imagine that's what it would taste like probably Hey, maybe there's a listener that could tell us. Uh, uh, hit us up at the movie graveyard gmail.com. Tell us what penis tastes like. I'm pretty sure it's going to taste like, uh, unless like somebody just came out of a scented bath, it's probably going to taste like uh, salty uh, sweat and shit. Vajit. Yeah. Vajit is one of the characters' names there. Was that the guy that was like, uh, they replaced Darren and the band? Maybe? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I wonder what clued me in on that. Just like uh, the only Indian character in the movie? Probably. Exactly. Kino. I don't think there's any I don't think there's any jokes at the end, is there? I don't know. Just crazy. We'll keep it rolling. But yeah, man, like this movie, man, it had me cracking up. Fucking it's a fun movie, baby. It's I I forgot how but how fun it is. It, it, it it's a lot like a basketball. Yeah. Why do I keep hitting the mic? Jeez. I don't know. Like like you act like you don't podcast thirty hours a week, baby. Exactly. I am I am kind of off my game, if you mm-hmm. will. You've been rolling with the um, the revival house crew doing those Friday night hangs. 
Dang. Exactly. Now it sounds like somebody really fell off the chair. Somebody off the chair, off the house. Off, off the, the house. Maybe it's Santa Claus. He, maybe he fell off. Exactly. Did you, you ever see Trey Santa fell Claus off. fall off your roof and die, and then your dad had to take over as being Santa Claus? Send us an email at themoviegraveyard at gmail.com. Been to me and a couple people I know growing up. Amazing. It's actually kind of funny how like that happens more often than you would ever think. Exactly. The real Santa Claus killer isn't actually Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's just Santa Claus himself dying and having to pass the mantle on. I remember when I finally watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, I was, I was kind of let down that it wasn't just Santa Claus killing people. Right. I want a movie where it's just Santa Claus killing people like that. Well, I never saw it growing up, dude, like at all. I just remember the con- – like I actually remember seeing on TV the reports about it, about it getting bro- protested and banned and shit. Like, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was going to movies and stuff, and I don't ever re- – at the time, and I really d- like don't – remember ever seeing like the trailer because i know they were doing like a slow rollout type thing it was going to go to more cities as it got closer to christmas but like yeah it never played near me like at all and i never saw it on video like on videotape uh, like in a store you know in a, in a you know video store or anything so like the first time i fucking saw it was when it finally came because i remember there was a bunch of dvds of it that kept going in and out in print it was kind of like savage streets and i remember when it finally came out on wide release blu-ray like i bought that shit so quick and like yeah like i mean i love the movie but at the same time it's like when you've had 30 years of hype of it and then you just kind of see what it is you're kind of like uh yeah you know yeah it's all it's all good baby fucking we we find these kino gems polish them off do some came all over it we do we give people a break from all the holiday bruja which which by the way i think i think um i think people are sick of holidays zach because we got big download numbers over thanksgiving holiday i think people are tired of being there with their families and they want to listen to the movie graveyard exactly fucking they they just listen to it with their family i think that could that could actually be too so if you get like one download it's really like six people listening to that one download because the whole family's like huddled around the speaker the bluetooth speaker Exactly. The Eating da- the fucking Thanksgiving turkey in hand. The dad's casting it from his phone onto the Bluetooth speaker. Exactly. Are you a are you a bigger fan of the turkey or the, the Thanksgiving ham? Uh turkey. I'm a big turkey guy. I think I might be ham now. Fucking I used to really? always be turkey. And I used to th- I used to think ham ew. I don't I used to like think ham it. was gross, yeah. Like I don't yeah. anymore. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like I like that fucking IHOP ham that they give you with the like pancakes and shit. That shit's good. Oh yeah, it, it, I, it's probably because it's harder to cook a turkey and make it like good, and the ham is harder to fuck up. Probably. It is. Sometimes turkey gets too dry, and you gotta fuck. It's like fucking. I can't. I cannot. See, I, I like the dry turkey. This... I love dry turkey. I love dry meat. Love the drier, the fucking better, man. So yeah. I love leftovers. Oh yeah, fucking. I, I get that. I get that. But I get uh, down with that. but yeah, Thursday was our. our what I'm talking about, man. My brain is not working at all. I'm trying to say November, and th- the word Thursday is coming out of my mouth. But oh, uh, November was our highest number of downloads ever. It was our highest whatever download month ever. So. Kino. Tells Kino. you. We're giving they a were pe- listening. Giving the people a break from these holiday episodes. We will never do holiday. We release orgasmo on Christmas. That's how much we hate holiday. 
coverage yet. Exactly. We would what, never what, color, cover a holiday movie on holidays. Is there another movie that has like a fucking uh, sexual name that we could do for the next one? <laughs> for the next one? I don't know. Fucking, I can't think of one either. I can't think of one. I think you know Christmas the, Day would be a great day to release Taboo if we wanted to do that. You know what? Probably the best Christmas movie we could do is fucking uh, Kubrick. We could do fucking Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, yeah. That's a Christmas film. Technically. Was that that theme song he had? They did a bad, bad came. Hell yes, they did a bad, bad came. came. They did a bad, bad came. She did a bad, bad came. Hell yeah. Bad, bad came. So good. My honey wanted to the bad, bad came. Fucking Tom, he's looking in the mirror doing a big came. Doing a bad, bad cane? Yeah. He's doing a bad, bad cane. Amazing. I saw I saw Cane Gang uh, release the, the, the episode I've been waiting for them to do for uh, years now. Uh, especially Mac uh, with the killer clowns from outer space. I was watching that on YouTube, baby. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of that, baby? We fucking, we did a thing. We did a bad, bad thing. Mm. We did a bad man. You talk thing. about <laughs> the way we edited it. We showed the movie throughout the throughout the commentary. We cut back and forth. I, I like when forever. you talk about Shorty uh, hitting the guy's head off, and then you, we could actually see it. Exactly. It was amazing. Fucking, we saw how good the fucking uh, it looked when he got his head not clean off. It was very convincing. Like, I almost, like, you know, when I seen that part of the movie originally, I thought it was almost a snuff film I was watching. Exactly. I, I heard that they actually just really killed that guy for the scene. Mm, I could see that happening for sure. And when I was a kid, that's, I, I literally remember thinking that. Like, I remember seeing a movie where I saw, like, a horror movie where somebody died, and I was like, how were they in this movie? They died in another movie. <laughs> they died. And my mom was like, it's just a movie. They don't really die in the movie. And I was like, how did I think that was happening? That they were just really killing them in the movie. How how did I do that? You know, like, I just started replaying the movie uh, just so mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the static shit on my screen. And don't you like, just want to do that every time you watch this movie? And yeah, we just we should do that sometime with a movie, and then we just restart it and do it again. But um, exactly. see if we could do two versions of it all into one. But um, is it weird that like Arlie Ermy, because he got so famous from uh, Full Metal Jacket, like he just, for the next 30 years, he just played roles where he could scream at people? Exactly. They just, they kept hiring him to do exactly what, uh, did they just assume that he was like, fucking he's not an actor, that's just how he is we have to get him in the movie and we have to make it just like that because he can't do anything else you gotta have him yelling at people well it's december i don't know how many more episodes we're going to uh squeeze out before the end of the year but uh zach uh since it's the end of the year do you know what your favorite and least favorite movie of movies of uh 2022 were fudge but, like, like you don't have to give a list, just, just one favorite, one shitty Man, I'd, I'd have to look up all the movies I watched this year because I can't think of any of 
I don't know if I did watch any new movies this year, actually. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of that the other day. Like, I feel like I've only watched, like, you know, as far as, like, actual movies from this year, I feel like I've only watched, like, maybe six movies or something. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what, whatever few ones I saw at the theater, which wasn't much. Oh, yeah, I watched Elvis. That was oh. okay. Oh, I, I, hate, okay. I hated Elvis. I hated it so much. It's about on par with all the other ones, like, fucking uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, fucking the Elton John one. I give them all sixes out of ten. Yeah, I like Bohemian Rhapsody. I would give Bohemian Rhapsody like an eight, and I would give Elvis like literally like a two. It was so fucking fake and made up. But yeah. that's but, all I'm thinking about now. That's all I'm thinking of. That, that was, was a, that was a movie I didn't like though. You said yeah. he asked for a good movie. Yeah, I was racking my brain. Probably like I didn't, I didn't, I totally washed it from my mind. But that yeah, Elvis is probably my least favorite. I fucking hated it. I like that Sex Pistols uh, miniseries. <sighs> yeah, I kept meaning to watch it. I totally forgot about it. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. It's weird how like shit that's come out like six months ago feels like it was years ago now. It's weird. It is. Fucking, the way the time works, very, very fucking, it fucks with you sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's already been a year. And it's like, yeah, it feels like it's been a year. But then sometimes it's like, it doesn't. It's so weird. Sometimes it feels like it's been more than one year, too. It's so weird. I don't know. Some of this shit. I hate to say it, but I think my favorite movie of the year was Black Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that, baby. I think either that or Barbarian. Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out this year. Oh, God. That that felt, I feel like I watched that like five years ago, the Netflix <laughs> one. It was so we forgot bad. About, we watched that five years ago forgot about it. How did that come out just a year ago? That's why I didn't watch the new Hellraiser. I'm like, I'm not going to like this. Like, There's no point. Jackass Forever was a good one. Mm. I like that. I like Jackass Forever, yeah. I, I watched that TV series Yellow Jackets on Showtime. Oh, I watched that too. That was good. It, yeah, I mean, it kind of dragged towards the middle and end, but like the I'd say the first three episodes, I was enthralled with Yellow Jackets like big time. I fucking loved it. Yeah, and then as it got like more like twisty and turny, it got kind of like I don't know, not as good. Yeah, it, it has like a uh, fucking uh, what, what, uh, I don't know, fucking uh, I'm blanking on the the show I was trying to think of, but oh yeah, I watched the Dexter. Yeah, I'm just like so far behind. Uh, I think the last season of Dexter I watched was season five, so I never even saw the end of the original run. I gotta finish it to see the new one. Everybody talks about how fucking shitty the ending of Dexter was. I, I don't know if it was just because I heard that and uh, I was just overprepared, but I remember watching it and I was like, yeah, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I like Dexter as a show, but I hated that thing where they always did it, where, like, towards the end of the season, it always seemed like he was going to get caught, and then, like, he would, or, like, one person would find out he was a killer. And then they're like, oh, it's all going to come to an end now at the season finale. He's going to get arrested. And then somehow he just never does. So, like, when I heard that the show ended the way it did, I'm just like, well, how else would it end other than him just, like, running away? You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. I I remember being surprised. Like, what did you want to see? Did you want to see him just fucking, like, succeed in every way? Like, yeah, it's weird. (laughs) I just spit take. The second show in a row, I think I did a spit take. Chad. But yeah, but that that's it for Saving Silverman. I highly recommended this uh this oh, piece of I get, real quick, I get, 
Yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you a movie I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the new Knives Out movie. Kind of. You are. Why? Because fucking, I liked the first one. Fucking, there's a new one coming out, and it's like they don't make movies like that anymore. There's something yeah. I missed about them. No, I, I actually surprisingly really liked the first one, except for the the ending. I didn't like the the vomiting. I thought it was hokey. Like, oh. I thought the movie was cool, but I thought the the humor was juvenile. Like, oh, yeah. like I think it could have been a great kind of classical whodunit, but then... Uh, I don't even remember vomiting. I don't even remember that. Yeah, like, the, the, the climax of the movie is, uh, I guess, spoiler alert, there's vomit at the end of Knives Out. She barfs in his face, and, like, that's how, like, they run away and get away from him and everything. I don't remember that. It sounds amazing, though. How did you not like that? It's fucking terrible. Like, when I saw... <laughs> like, that's like I've seen that movie on sale on, like, the 4K version for $8 so many times, and I never buy it, because I'm like, I just don't want to see that fucking scene again. You, you know that they'll never outdo the vomit scene from Prom Child 2 as well. Oh, no. Nobody can. Exactly. Or, or The Exorcist, while we're at it. Mm-hmm. Or fucking Stand By Me had a vomit scene, too, didn't it? Did it? Was it Stand By Me? Was Did, it, isn't there flashback was, where they vomit or something? Something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there is. It's like the urban legend they tell about the kid who did a pie-eating contest or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're yeah. like, like, and then he puked, and then all the judges puked, and then the crowd puked, and it's just like, yeah, okay. But Ryan Johnson, yeah. you know, Ryan Johnson's weird because, like, I fucking personally hate the guy. He just seems like the biggest nerdy douchebag, but, like, I like a lot of his movies. Oh, yeah. Like, uh... Like I don't think me, I've ever yeah, seen an interview or anything. He, he it's just, I don't know, he's just like a smarmy prick, kind of. Um, oh, yeah. But it's like, uh, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain. He's just, just got a punchable face, but like, oh, yeah. it took me forever to see it. His one movie I didn't, I never saw, and I finally saw it like a year ago. Is I actually really like The Brothers Bloom. It's like a complete fucking Wes Anderson ripoff. But I like that, and I like uh, Brick was okay. Like I'm not a huge Brick fan the way most people are, but uh, I like. I prefer, I prefer the Brothers Coombe. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> the Brothers Coombe. <laughs> that sounds like some Steve Zahn yoga shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like Looper as well. Yeah, I, I remember being underwhelmed with Looper, yeah. but I heard so much good things that it probably just. Yeah overhyped it a little bit yeah i can see that i know you're probably a big last jedi fan right fuck i i never cared for any of the star wars movies oh baby one through six is where it's at the rest forget them do you like the fucking do you like the prequels i love the prequels yeah really like to me, like like the prequels are like if the director of Saving Silverman made a Star Wars movie. Hell yes, hell yes. The, the Kino, good Kino shit. The Kino is flowing and the humor is flowing. Oh yeah. No, I, I honestly I know everybody says the prequels are of shit, shitty quality, whatever. Like I actually like that they're just different than the other ones. I like that they aren't mm. like. Like, that's why I really don't like the Disney ones. Is like, they try so hard to recreate, like, the original Star Wars trilogy, but they're just, like, shitty cover versions of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Just flush them down the toilet, baby. We got... <laughs> you can't be depressed about 
shitty movies in 2022 and our boys at Mill Creek are listening to us and releasing uh, Saving Silverman on Blu-ray. So fucking Saving Silverman, fucking uh, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, mm-hmm. they, are fucking, they are saving us with the Kino. They are. They are. It's I'm, almost like they're listening to our show. I'm drowning in so much Kino. Mm-hmm. All right, baby, that's it. As always, thanks for uh, carving out time of your busy schedule to come record. Oh, yes, baby. Anytime. I, I live for the films. For the you films. Do. The Kino. That's why I appreciate uh, you know all your insight into film and also volunteering uh, knowledge that you put your tongue on your tip of your penis. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> who, who else does it? Tell me, fans. Who does that? Who else does that? Who else? <laughs> who does that? <laughs> all right. So... Hope you guys have a good holidays. Hope you're enjoying the lead up of going to doing all the shopping, going to Amazon.com, drinking all those peppermint fucking coffees from Starbucks. And until uh, next time, we'll catch you back here again in the movie graveyard. Dog.